everybody and welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I am your host Kirsty as per usual and today is a little bit different. I am doing a solo ep which is really fun because it gives me an opportunity to get a little bit deeper, a little bit more personal with you all and share um, some more about myself, my favourite topic. So I, yeah, I want to use this um, episode to really explain a lot about myself that I kind of allude to in in uh, various podcast episodes. I um, talk a lot about my history of addiction. Sometimes I mention that I had cancer in the past. These kinds of things, you know, I, I kind of say flippantly and I realise they're not really flippant topics. So I'm going to give you a little bit more in-depth info about my situation and and um, my life story, if that interests you. If you want to get to the real gritty good stuff about Real Housewives, I am not doing a personal podcast on Housewives this week. I'll get a little bit more into Plathville later on. And in fact, I'm interviewing the lovely Helena Parrish, who is the model that we see Micah uh, shooting with in the hotel room and coming up next episode. We see them going on a date. So that's cute. So I'm going to talk to her about her experience on Welcome to Plathville and a little bit more about Micah and his transition into this really confident, flirty young man from that very first shoot they did together when he was very quiet and anxious. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be right at the end of the pod. Um, But Housewives, I did a full recap with the guys from Know That Pod Um, and we did Potomac, we did Salt Lake City. So head over to their most recent podcast and take a listen. It was a really funny podcast. We start to disintegrate into madness within the first minute. It was a laugh a minute, at least we thought so. (laughs) We thought we were hilarious. Um, and hopefully you will feel the same. So if you want your general general housewives goss, that's where you'll find it. Otherwise, this is going to be a little bit of a different show. Just to get the fun stuff out of the way, if you are uh, thinking about buying my face on some shit for Christmas... You can head to tasteofreality.com and check out my reality TV and me merch. It's all new. It makes me feel like a real celebrity. So hashtag famous, you guys. It's like my 16-year-old dream come true. Except I'm not on a best-selling album. I'm on a mug. (laughs) You can get my face on mugs, on T-shirts. It doesn't have to be my face, although... Why would you avoid that? Um, you can just get the name of the show, Reality TV and Me, on a T-shirt or a sticker or a um, what's the majigger you stick on your fridge? Magnet. Got there. You can get buttons or badges, as we call them, down under. All kinds of things. Tote bags. So, you know, throw a girl a bone and uh, you can get your 15% off discount when you type in Reality TV Me. No and reality TV me. 
I will I will try and remember to put that in the show notes because I didn't do that last time because I'm very naughty. Bad Kirsty. So yeah, um, if you're thinking about Christmas presents or you just want to throw me a Christmas present and chuck me a couple of bucks by buying my merch, go for it. And don't forget, like, if you do get some of the merch, send photos and post them into the Facebook group. I want to see you wearing me. <laughs> that sounds fucking creepy. Like you're going like, to skin me and wear my face on top of your face or some kind of creepy ass shit. I watch too much horror films. So yeah, if you want to wear my face over your face, use the 15% off discount code RealityTVMe. If you're not already watching Welcome to Plathville, you're missing out. I binged the first season over about two days. In saying that, I did miss some really major episodes. Um, like the bombshell, the mum drops, and I won't spoil it for you if you haven't watched it yet, but it was some dark stuff that I missed really early on because being down under, I have to do the dodgy to watch the episodes and get onto like Daily Motion or some streaming service that is, you know, usually flipped. The audio is put up to like chipmunk mode. So I'm listening to the dad and he's speaking like this and everyone just goes higher and higher. And look, I'm doing my best. I'm doing the Lord's work. If I do say so myself. I snort laughed into the mic and I'm not going to edit it out um, because that's the true me and you deserve to know that. So, look, I I do miss, I did miss that major moment and I've probably missed some others, but I'm trying, you guys, I'm trying. So watch the first season, smash it out. We're only three episodes into the second season and I think the second season is even better because the kids, the older kids uh, have really realized what they've been missing out on and they are starting to fly the nest and explore the great unknown. If you listened to my episode last week with uh, my interview last week with Micah Plath, the second oldest son, you, you will hear just how happy he is to have found his freedom. You can go back and listen to that. It's just the last 10 or 15 minutes of the previous episode so if you just want to grab that interview and not listen to all the housewife stuff before that go right ahead I also put the transcript just the full transcript of the interview on tasteofreality.com so you can also just read it there if you don't have time to listen this episode was super cute because we got to meet Skylar and Ross Gilbert who are an Australian couple And look, this did seem a little bit uh, scripted in that, you know, the Gilberts just moved in across the way and they've got a bunch of Aryan looking children as well. And they are (sighs) practicing world schooling, which originally had me eye rolling and I'm like, oh, but then I also thought that's fucking sick. (laughs) If I was a teenager traveling the world, getting pulled out of middle school, middle school, the bullshit of fucking middle school that eroded my self-esteem down to a pulp and just got to travel the world and see 
these freak shows in Utah and go wherever the hell else they've been. I would have loved that shit. So, yeah, by the end of it, I was a convert. Look, Papa Plath got very excited over Ross Gilbert, the dad, bringing out some Tim Tams. But I got to say, this fucking kid, the Gilbert child, the son, he disappointed me greatly. He did the Tim Tam slam all the way wrong. What a fucking moron. (laughs) You don't bite the ends of it. By the way, Tim Tams are the best fucking chocolate biscuit you've ever had in your entire life. I'm... If you can get your hands on like an international store, I don't know if you guys have those wherever you are here in Australia. We have like American food stores where we get to taste your pop cart, pop tarts and like Captain Crunch and shit. And we're like, oh, my God, we're so cool. But I don't know if they have that for Australia because it would literally just be a pavlova and a Tim Tam. So, you know, not great. (laughs) But Tim Tams are the shit. So it's, yeah, he did the slam all the way wrong. You bite the corners. You bite one little corner and then the other little corner. Actually, the Plath child got it right. Lydia, they did a shot to her and she was the only one who did it right. So I'm like, hmm, sneaky little Lydia is out there pretending she's the the, the good witch of the family And she knows how to do a proper Tim Tam slam. Girl has got chocolate biscuits for days under that pillow. I am telling you now. So you bite the corners and then you suck the milk through your uh, Tam, your Tam of Tim. But anyway, I just prefer it as a biscuit. So that's just me. That was an awkward moment when they brought out the cookies, though, because... They were just being nice hosts and trying to share their world. And Mama Plath was like, oh, God, what do we do? We're going to about to give our kids sugar. They're going to be crawling up the walls. We've kept them sheltered and they're finally going to realize how amazing sugar is and they're going to hate us for never having given it to us before. And yeah, they'll be licking under their fingernails for weeks trying to get the scraps out of that last little bit of Tim Tam. It was like, it reminded me actually of rehab. So, okay, I here we go. We'll go into a little bit of my, my story here. I had a pretty severe opiate addiction to, to painkillers and that kind of came out of my spinal surgery because I had spinal cancer. So there's the short of it. Um, I can get more into the cancer a bit later. If you wish that the fun story of my spinal cancer. <laughs> Life. Life. What a fucker, hey? So I ended up in rehab because I was addicted to these opiates for about seven years throughout the surgery and recovery and then life just being a real bag of dicks. Um, and in the hab, as the cool kids called it, and I say cool kids, but like just a heroin addict I became friends with who'd been to rehab nine times and told me that's how you say it. I'm pretty sure he was taking the piss, but now it's stuck. And that's just what I call it. In the hab, um, we weren't, it was basically like joining the Plathville farm 
we weren't obviously allowed drugs or alcohol, but we also weren't allowed cigarettes or sugar or or caffeine, any stimulants whatsoever, even caffeine tea. I mean, fuck my life. It was tough. But when we got to go to meetings um, that were off campus, so when we got to leave the hospital and go to 12-step meetings, I went to... <laughs> I went to um, sex and love addict meetings. Uh, No, I don't swing from the chandeliers, but like love addicts is kind of like codependency as well. They tuck that in there. And that's why we posted on, someone posted uh, a review this week. Um, They were listening to back catalogs of the podcast and they, they were laughing because I'd said that Tinsley needs to go to SLA, which is the very beautiful acronym for Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous because there was that scene, I don't know if you remember a few years back, where Scott delivered flowers and and she just screamed and fell to the floor crying. She just couldn't handle it. And I was like, girl needs some sla and some self-worth. So I went to those meetings. I also went to NA, which is Narcotics Anonymous, and I didn't need AA. Um, because my drug of choice was drugs, not alcohol. So, yeah, that's some pretty deep shit. But anyway, when we went to the meetings, there was there was the only time there was real coffee, and, like caffeinated coffee. It wasn't like there was an espresso machine. It was still, you know, instant coffee. But um, and and sometimes they had biscuits, and we lost our fucking shit. But we were watched over by our group leader, I suppose, who took us to the meetings. So we had to be like really stealth and sneaky about it. But lucky we're addicts. So we're all very stealth and sneaky. So we'd just be like pocketing biscuits and even just packets of sugar. <laughs> it's so insane when you think about it. We're just like shoving packets of of sugar down our pants and in our bras to take back with us to the to the hospital because we've been so deprived. I I made a coffee once that was like three scoops of espresso um, in, in one cup. And because I'd been so deprived for weeks, I fully was tripping. I was like sitting in this meeting, just like shaking like a chihuahua, like my eyes like twitching because I was so high off this coffee. So that's what I imagine the uh, the Plath kids will be going through after their their sugar uh, sugar withdrawals start to kick in. It's going to be tough. <laughs> Is that too much? Tell me if I have ex- like exposed myself too much. But I mean, you guys know me by now. That's that's just the way it is. I am happy being quite open because I am writing a book about my life, uh, my memoirs. And, oh, look, I can't give you a date of when it's going to be released because the last four years of writing this shitstorm, I have been gruelling. But I can tell you I've written 60,000 words and I'm getting closer. I probably have three or so chapters left to, till I'm finished the first draft. And then, you know, I'll have to go back and edit it all and rewrite it all again and then again and then again. And then eventually, in about a decade, maybe you'll be able to read it. (laughs) 
So that's why I'm just laying it all out on a podcast for you now, because by the time the book comes out, you'll have forgotten all of this anyway. So yeah, that's, um, that's kind of part of my, my life story. I have recovered from my addiction. I've been uh, off the opiates for three or four years. Um, I'm not one of these people that, you know, pedantically measures the time because I think that puts too much pressure on me that, you know, people that fall off the wagon, so to speak, you know, end up being, if they haven't had a drink or anything in 15 years, they kind of berate themselves for it. Whereas, you know, you just got to brush yourself off and keep going. It does not the end of the world. Um, so yeah, that's a little about me. Um, I will tell you a little bit about the cancer too, if you like. Basically, the short of it is that at 21, I was diagnosed with a spinal tumor, like a, a bone tumor within the vertebra in the middle of my back about the bra line. And it was kind of like this gross jelly-like consistency, they called it. And I went through chemo for about a year and a half. I had the surgery to take it out and they put me back together with rods and uh, nuts and bolts and this chicken wire-esque stuff to create a new vertebra. It was a whole thing. Um, and that's why I, I talk about I have chronic illness like fibro now. I have fibromyalgia because of that kind of trauma to my body. Um, your body doesn't sort of react. The nerves don't react in the same way anymore. So fully healed from that, um, haven't had any more recurrences and I'm, it's a very, very small chance that I ever will. So yay, yay for me and my bionic spine. So yeah, I've got quite a few stories up my sleeve, uh, and lots more where that came from, um, I like it when things come up organically in the podcast and I can share with you. But I also think that this was important to give you a little bit of background um, so that when I just slip things out like, oh, yeah, this time I was in rehab, this time I was at band camp, this time I had cancer, <laughs> you you understand a little bit more of the, the depth of that situation um, because... I am young, young-ish, heading toward elder territory, but I'm still in my early 30s, so, you know, we can still call that young for now. So I think, yeah, I mean, to give you a little bit more of that, that story and fill it out um, helps because I have somehow fit about nine lives into my 32 years and um, I really do hope to finish my book one day and share all of those lives with you all in the future. So I have got this interview coming up with Helena. A couple more points I wanted to touch on in the Mar um, Married at First Sight, the Welcome to Plathville universe. Although speaking of Married at First Sight, if you head to the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups. Why do I always try and do that? Just put in your search reality TV and me and follow the page because the group is really fun. It's very interactive. 
it's a very pleasant group of people because it's still a small group at this stage. So don't worry, everybody. It's safe and it's kind and everybody's just having a laugh. So come on in. But the reason I said that is that we uh, recently posted in there the new Maths Atlanta cast has been released. There's some pictures in there from an article that I shared of the new brides and their grooms. So you can pop in and check that out. So my final thoughts on Welcome to Plathville before I get into the interview with Helena. This most recent episode, episode three of season two, look, Olivia, Ethan's wife, of the, the Ethan is the oldest son, she is processing her rage like any girlfriend that's recently been dumped. She's got herself a nose ring, she's cut all her hair off, and now she's headed for a belly ring. Ethan... <laughs> almost passes out in the uh, tattoo parlor, piercing parlor, whatever you call it, um, when she's getting it done because he's never seen anything like it. It's quite sweet, but he's basically hyperventilating in the corner. His face is totally red. And she's just like, she's asking him if he's okay. It's like she's going through labor and the husband's fainted on the floor. (laughs) So that was cute. Their relationship's still on the rocks, but they're trying. Um, they're looking for their house hunting to try and get away from the parents even more. It's really sad that Ethan has been so segregated from his siblings. Yes, he decided to put distance between himself, his wife, and his fa- and his parents, but that shouldn't be taken out on the younger children um, of the family. I think that's really dark uh, of of parents' plath. So Mariah and Micah go to Ethan and Olivia's for to celebrate the 4th of July and we see a huge change in Micah, even just by him saying, we're going to blow some shit up. I was like, oh, clutching my pearls just to hear him one be like encouraging fireworks, which are illegal here. I guess they're not in America. And, but you know, it's so dry here. If we had fireworks, I mean, we would have bushfires like every other weekend. So it's for the best. And, uh, and two, just to hear him swear, I was like, Mike, are you naughty boy? <laughs> So he's lucky I hadn't seen that last week or I would have had my finger in his face and told him to look at his life choices. Meanwhile, how many times have I said fuck throughout this entire episode and stopped myself from saying the C word literally about six times because even though that's kind of common vernacular in Australia, it's not something I'm proud of being in my vocab and also... I know that it's a very dark word in other uh, places of the world. So I'm trying to be a better person, which admittedly is not easy per moi. So we have these guys celebrating um, with fireworks and lanterns and there's a big discussion with Olivia and Ethan just 
telling Micah and Mariah that, you know, they got engaged so young to try and avoid some of the restrictions that were being placed on them, like crazy fucking shit. Like, um, <laughs> I've just told Micah off for saying shit, I'm like crazy fucking shit. <laughs> oh, I'm such a hypocrite. Um, they like Olivia and Ethan weren't even allowed to text until they got engaged and they couldn't talk on the phone more than one hour every three months. I mean, that is wild. The, how did they even build a relationship from that? Uh, it's uh, That's just crazy for me. But then in saying that, maybe if I was only allowed to talk to somebody less, they might be more intrigued to get to know me. Because <laughs> I'm sitting on a podcast talking about my addictions. Why doesn't anybody love me? <laughs> I'm okay, you guys. I'm just fine. I've got, I've got my 17 cats. Don't you worry about me. I've, I've never been happier. <laughs> Single tear. We even learned that Micah almost got married to the first girl he ever dated because watching his parents, he just learned that the first person you have feelings for is the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with. So... We hear a little bit more about how Micah is progressing in his dating life in the interview coming up with Helena. So that is something to look forward to. But suffice to say, he did not marry his first teen crush. Finally, oh, Mariah, Mariah, I love you so. She is all of us in high school just discovering how to play with makeup uh she's all about the eyelashes the under eyeliner that we all did heavy eyes and bright red lips she hasn't quite learned that more is not necessarily more although that is a motto I like to live by and she's got the whole tight bright and skimpy outfits going on look I fucking love her I'm obsessed with her and when she earnestly sent off her lantern saying, I'm letting go of my past and following my black heart. I was just like, fuck yeah, bitch. Take the world by storm. You got this. I mean, she could be the next jewel. She is a beautiful musician. She's a great poet. She's got a gorgeous voice. She's talented. The world is her oyster and I'm happy for her. And I felt very, very sad for Ethan when he only wrote in his lantern that he's letting go of his parents That's all he wrote, my parents. And um, yeah, so I look, I'm happy that all of these kids have taken a huge leap of faith and and are grabbing life by the balls or by the ovaries because fuck the patriarchy. Haven't said that in a couple of weeks. So got to get had to get that one out there. But it's been, yeah, it's been a tough ride for them. Um, this season has a lot more hope in it than the se- the first season for me, which is good. You know, at least having the older kids growing in this way um, and one day being able to share that hopefully with the younger siblings is going to be hugely beneficial for the entire family, um, even if it pushes people, the parents included, out of their comfort zones. I think it's for the best. So that's it from me. 
Here is my interview with Helena Parrish, the model that we see canoodling with Micah in episode two and coming up again in episode four, I believe. All right, guys, this is exciting. I have the gorgeous Helena Parrish joining me. She is the model that we got to know Early on in season two, uh, modeling with Micah Plath in Welcome to Plathville. Helena, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and answering any questions that you guys have. Well, yeah, we've got we've got a few that we want to get to the bottom of. Did you already know Micah or was it your modeling studio that hooked you guys up for this original shoot? So we actually met a year ago um, in season one. I was met him on his very first modeling shoot ever. We had the same agent who booked us. And that's kind of when TLC wanted me to introduce myself, get to know Micah, um, kind of teach him how to model, I guess you could say. And then fast forward a year, we got the opportunity to do more shoots together and we just took them because we had become really good friends after that first shoot and we've just really been close ever since yeah that's right we had we met um Marsha from Marsha Doll Models she was a wild card in herself <laughs> so yes, that that's something to describe her do you still work with her or do either of you still work with her um, I can't speak for Micah, but I don't think so. And I don't really either. We're j- I'm kind of freelancing and Micah just signed with Select Models Atlanta. So I'm super pumped for him about that. But I'm just kind of doing my own thing, you know, focusing on school first. What are you studying? I'm studying biology right now um, in hopes to become a nurse Wow, that's amazing. I um, I did a degree in uh, natural medicine and I had to do a lot of biology stuff as well. And look, it is tough stuff. So I applaud you. <laughs> it is. The tears are worth it, though, at the end. Degree, any degree is is a struggle. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it is worth it. Look, let's talk about that first shoot where you met Micah and how far he's come in the year that you've known him. What has that transition been like for you to watch? It's honestly been a journey. Um, When I first met Micah, I'm super outgoing and can talk to literally anybody, but it was honestly hard for me to talk to him. He didn't know how to interact with modeling. And I just had to let him tell him to shake it loose and like, no, don't be afraid to be yourself around me because I don't care. I'm super chill, very laid back. And to see how more confident he's gotten in himself in the past year is literally insane. I don't think (laughs) anyone could really understand unless you met him and knew him from that stage, like being his like actual friend. It's like, it's crazy. I mean, even obviously being up close to it, it, it's going to be a lot more intense. But even just watching it from our end, from season one to season two, I mean, doing that shoot that you guys organized uh, in the hotel room and watching him be flirty with you, it was like a different person. Is that what it feels like? 
Yes, it was very different. I was taken aback because we still talk mostly every day anyways. And it was just crazy. I didn't even know really how to respond to that. And to have me speechless says a lot because I can <laughs> I can talk. <laughs> well, yeah, he did kind of uh, put you on the back foot when he asked you to explain what pillow talk meant. <laughs> Yeah, that one that one was uh, kind of awkward because I always think of the song Pillow Talk by Zayn Malik and ha- I've never really had to explain that. <laughs> yeah, his reaction was priceless. He's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. he's, um, he's such a sweet person. I actually had the pleasure of talking to him last week on the show and he just, I mean, despite his his growth and his confidence over the last year, he obviously still has that really kind, sweet character. Have you found that with him? Oh, absolutely. Um, like I said, we talk every day and he's someone that I completely combine in. And I mean, he is just the sweetest, kindest person that you could ever meet and just so down to earth truly and I am so glad that I got to be able to meet him last year and become such great friends with him and um be we're like each other's support system when it comes to modeling and our careers and whatnot and it's been really awesome that's so nice because it can be I suppose quite a lonely industry because you're sort of working for yourself and you got to hustle but if you have someone else you can do that with it shares the burden a little bit Yes, absolutely. And he's transitioned so well. And I'm very proud of where he was and what he's becoming. And he's going to become a great man. That's so lovely. What was it like? Did you organize that shoot in the hotel room or what, where, how did that evolve? So actually I was um, a photographer reached out to me and asked if I knew anyone who would be interested in doing this shoot with me. And I immediately thought, you know, Micah, this would be cool because around this time last year, we did our first shoot together and we haven't really been able to shoot again with each other since. So I was like, it would be really cool if he would be down to travel and do it with me. And he was like, heck yeah, that sounds awesome. And um, we're just glad that TLC was there to able to capture that moment of us reuniting and doing what we love. Yeah. And I, I mean, even just watching the transition from the previous shoot where he was pretty stiff, we could even see that on camera. And like you said, difficult to communicate with because they hadn't, the children haven't really been taught how to communicate with strangers or people that are outside their family. And then to see him like getting all sudsy in the shower, stripping off, getting in bed with you, giving the flirty gazes. I'm like, okay, here we go. (laughs) This is It was kind of shocking for me too, honestly. I was like, oh, like I haven't seen this side of Micah. And it was pretty cool, honestly, because I mean, he's just gotten so much more confident in who he is without his parents having to tell him who to be. Yeah. Well, you guys really have great chemistry uh, in your shoots and it sounds like you have a really lovely friendship as well, which is really important. 
has we get to see a little bit of uh, you guys. Well, next week we haven't seen the episode yet. I'm dying to see it. You guys go on a date, so can you tell us anything about that before it comes out? Well, it was interesting to say the least, just because of COVID and everything. So we actually didn't get to eat inside or anything, but you do get to see the lovely trunk of my car <laughs> um, that is featured. But yeah, we just uh, really talk about our modeling careers and where we see ourselves in the future. And that's pretty much it. Maybe, maybe, uh, Y'all get to see my gross college stuff all packed in my the back of my car because that was <laughs> unexpected. We thought we could uh, go in and eat, but because of COVID and everything, oh, was no. just not allowed. That is my worst nightmare. Someone actually filming the inside of my car without my with you know before I get a chance to basically scrub it head to toe. <laughs> right, and I had just moved all my stuff out from my college apartment so like literally my car is full of just stuff and I was like oh I was like I was not expecting this and Micah's car was in the shop at the yeah. time so I had we had to, we literally only had my car and I was like okay well this is wonderful that is so I like can I just like blur it out yeah <laughs> they should have at least given you a chance to just quickly shove everything in the boot oh, <laughs> Hide yeah, it all. no they took out they literally took out like several boxes and just hit them in some of their vans because it was a lot. <laughs> so did anything come of that date? Are you going to have another one in the future or is it just still friends at this stage? Um, I'm kind of just letting him ride out his like, I feel like he's in a playboy stage, you know, and I <laughs> want him to enjoy and experience that. And we're, just been really good friends right now and you know the best things come from friendship so we're i think he has a girl right now anyways but i don't know okay um, so let him sow his wild oats for a while yeah we're just friends and like i said we're always going to be there for each other and like i'm so glad that we met and had that opportunity to, to become friends and as good of friends as we are and i don't want to mess that up yeah, absolutely. And like you say, the the best uh, basis for a relationship, if that happens down the line, is always to have a strong friendship first. Will we get to see you a little bit more throughout the season? Are we get to see you next week? Is there more of you later on? Um, I'm not sure. You'll have to wait and see. Ooh, that's a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but it's been quite interesting. Uh, seeing how Micah went from the first season to who he is now and we still talk every day and you know maybe there will be more I don't know you guys are just gonna have to tune in <laughs> oh I hope so so it's TLC it's every Tuesday night 10 or 9 and central time uh, what else are you working on at the moment? You're freelancing with your model. You've got modeling. You've got school going on. I saw on your Instagram you are promoting a, what is this? It's a mental health charity, is it? Yes. So especially during the pandemic, I consider myself a mental health activist right now, especially 
um, just seeing a bunch of my friends, family, including myself going through just what pretty much everyone is going through right now with COVID. And I just think it's something super important to talk about and know that you have options and you have people who will sit and listen. And I encourage people to reach out to me and talk to me because I'm a great listener. I like to think I have great advice, um, but I just, you're not alone. And, you know, if you ever feel down or out, reach out to someone because I promise you someone, everyone cares, everyone cares. And I care and Micah cares. And I know if you reached out to either one of us, we would definitely respond and be there and be willing to talk. So that's so sweet. And you're right. It's been a really tough year for a lot of people, uh, the world over in here in Australia as well. So that's a really beautiful message. I've just opened your Instagram. So you've got it's suicidepreventionlifeline.org is the site that you've got on there. And, and that's the message. I mean, just sharing and talking to somebody shares the load. You don't have to you know, weather the storms alone because life is tough, guys. And 2020 is, it's been, a, it's been a year. <laughs> it's been a year. It has been a year. It has been a year. Mm-hmm. It's just so important to talk about. I feel like everyone's too busy with like the election in the States or, or mm-hmm. busy with other things going on in the news, but no one's really focusing on the mental health of the citizens, of the people, you know, like Mm -hmm. how this pandemic has affected people mentally, not just through physical and, you know, illness wise, like mental health is an illness and it's affected that a lot more than people realize, I think. Great advice there. And where can we find you on the socials if people do want to reach out and say hello? Um, you can follow my Instagram at Helena underscore Parish. And I also have Facebook, Helena Parish Iverson. You guys can reach out and I'll always be there, always be available. I'm usually always on Instagram. So that's probably the best place to reach out. Amazing. I can't wait to see how this date goes down next week. Um, We'll all be perving on the back of your car now that you've given us that hot tip. (laughs) We'll be taking screenshots of your textbooks lined up in the back. (laughs) Oh, yes. Tag me. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for being so open. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you guys for the amazing questions. And I hope you guys enjoy next Tuesday. Um, It's definitely something to tune in for. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this special episode of Reality TV and Me. I know it's been quite different. I would absolutely love your feedback in the Facebook group. I'm not going to try and say it, but just search for Reality TV and Me in the search bar on Facebook and then go to groups or connect with me personally on Instagram at reality TV and me. I'm also on Twitter. She's pernicious. And that's the name of my personal Insta too. If you want to see all of my cats (laughs) and my heavily altered selfies. Um, Yeah, I'd really love your feedback because obviously it is quite a different episode. If you hated it, 
you're welcome to tell me, but please don't leave a poor review. They really affect our ratings. Just let me know and I will take the information on board. If you liked it, then you're very welcome to leave a positive review. (laughs) Five stars if you can. It's just a quick click of the button and it helps us a lot in the podcast world. Thank you so much for all your support. It's been a really great year for me in podcasting and I owe that all to you. Lots of love. Bye.